for the last full moon of 2023. The moon is at home in one of its favorite spots, Cancer. And we're going to talk today about what Cancer energy means for you and how to tap into Cancer energy, why you might want to. We're going to talk about boundaries. It's going to be a fun little way to wrap up this year. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Welcome, Anna, back to Expedition to Soul. Hi, Sarah. It's nice Hi. to be here during this Expedition to Soul podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's the nicest. Uh, so if you are... Newer to these parts, Anna is the co-founder of Sisters Enchanted. She's our head of fulfillment. So you see her a lot in our classroom, our virtual class, virtual hallways. Like, you know, Anna's, if you were in a high school, Anna's like that, that one person in the building that walks around with the clipboard and is like peeking in the doors. It's like, it's everything accounted for. She's the one who sits in the back of the room and watches the teacher teach. That's Anna. Which is like quite a 180 from how I actually behaved. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Uh, so Anna is also, <laughs> uh, she's a certified astrologer and helps write our astrology curriculum and just, you know, teach all the things. So Anna's, Anna's around all the places. And Anna is joining me today to talk about cancer, the zodiac sign of cancer. And we've got a full moon in cancer to wrap up this year. It's our first full moon after Yule. So if you're a person who celebrates lunar Sabbaths, um, I'm not sure, you know, I don't celebrate a lunar Sabbath with Yule. But you might celebrate with the new moon in December or the new moon in January or possibly this full moon. Some people celebrate lunar Sabbaths with full moons closest to, to Sabbaths. So when we talk about lunar Sabbaths, it's the first new or full moon closest to a festival. And Yule was on uh, the 21st, the shortest day of the year. So anyway, now I'm just waxing on. But I think that could be really interesting because the return, we celebrate with Yule that the days are getting longer again, the return of the sun. So the first full moon here, the first bright moon could be an interesting addition to any Yule celebration. And this is it. And it's in Cancer this year. I, Anna concurs, maybe. <laughs> Concurring. Yeah. When you podcast with me and you just like wait for your cue. <laughs> if I don't give a clear cue. <laughs> like, is this my moment to speak? <laughs> this is my time to sign. Am uh, I supposed to finish the sentence? I yeah. Can't, I can't tell. Well, okay. So let's talk about the cancer energy to start with. Cancer and the zodiac. It is the first yeah. water sign. So why don't you take the mic and talk to me about what it means for cancer to be the first of the water signs. Okay. So there is three zodiac signs associated with each element. 
earth, air, fire, and water. So <laughs> as far as water signs go, we start with Cancer, and then we move into Scorpio, and then we move into Pisces, and those are the three water signs in astrology. And when they go, so all of them have all three, a first one, a second one, and a third one, clearly. And the first one is always kind of like the first energetic touch point of that element in a sign. So when you go through the water signs or any of the signs really of the element, that water, so cancer specifically, it learns more. It kind of matures. I'm going to use the word matures, matures and evolves um, through the water signs. So cancer being the first is kind of like the first iteration of water. Like that when you first kind of step into the water, like cancer, the crab, you know, they spend some time on the shore, but they also spend some time in water, especially shallow waters because they're just getting in touch with that water element. So in maturity speak, the sign of cancer when it comes to emotions, because water is connected to our emotions, they have open like reception to being empathetic, emotional, holding space for other people, but they have less practice in like barriers, understanding themselves, um, keeping, sometimes even being empathetic to other people because they're so wrapped up in their own things. Um, but it's that first octave of water where they're like learning how to be emotionally receptive, care for other people, the demands of other people needing to be cared for, um, and then trying to figure out how to make sure that they're taking care of themselves so that they don't get like sucked into other people's emotions and those emotions become a part of them. Can you talk to me a little bit about the crab and cancer? About, about the crab in general? Yeah, and you know what I just thought of that song from Moana, that crap. I wanna be shiny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I digress. Okay, Cancer the Crab. <laughs> yeah, Cancer the Crab. So Cancer the Crab is like the typical crab that like you think of when you think of a crab, like a red crab crab. Uh and it <laughs> does have a mythological story um as um a part of um, I, if I recall correctly, the trials of Hercules and coming up, like not like being part of the fight, but trying to like help defend a part of the fight and kind of getting pummeled in the process. Um, and however, though, when I think of cancer, I like to think of it as like a hermit crab instead. It's so, like a crab retreats back into the water for safety, but because, um, crabs are both like land and water creatures, I like the idea of a hermit crab of like being out and being vulnerable and having to come back into your shell to protect yourself. And then when you grow out of that, like you learn and you evolve, you have to leave and be vulnerable, vulnerable for a little bit before you find your new shell. Um, which is kind of like cancer. Like they have to learn how to take care of themselves, when to withdraw and protect themselves when necessary, but also be vulnerable when necessary. And it's about finding that balance for cancer specifically of of that, like caring for themselves as well as caring for other people, because the sign kind of demands the energy of like very air quotes, mom energy. Like who do you go to when you scrape a knee or you want some hot soup or a bandaid or a hot chocolate? Like 
somebody who nurtures that and like feeds into that. So cancer is a lot like that. And I like the symbolism of the crab and especially like a hermit crab, because like knowing that you can retreat home to care for yourself, but knowing that like you can't stay in that comfort zone forever, you have to like grow and evolve and move sometimes for your best interest. Um, once you've learned how to take care of yourself and other people. And because one never exactly learns how to take care of themselves and other people, you're always on the move like a hermit crab, always moving to what fits your emotional and security needs the best. You mentioned boundaries with cancer and this full moon. So at a full moon, we release so that we can make space to receive more of what we desire. So it's a twofer. We often hear about releasing at a full moon, but we release to make space. And I love to use the example of your own house where you declutter a closet or a shelf or something and you made all this space, but you're so quick to fill it back up again if you don't intentionally put something there. So like if you clear off a shelf or a countertop and you don't intentionally like say, this is what this space is for. I'm going to put this tray here or I'm going to keep it clear or whatever. Then it just becomes all the stuff again. And our energy and we release at a full moon is no different. So we can do all the things. We can burn the paper. We can write the journal prompts. But if we don't intentionally fill that back, that space back with something on purpose to create with, then it just fills up with whatever. Uh, so at a full moon where we release to make space to receive or create what can cancer tell us about boundaries and how might that factor into what we choose to do with this full moon? So cancer specifically as a sign does need to, to secure healthy boundaries um, because they are so dependent. So many people depend on their nurturing their emotional ability to listen, to care for other people, to do the physical caring of others, that they need boundaries because otherwise they get so overwhelmed by like, I feel that Sarah needs me to hold space for her. And I feel that this person needs me to hold space for them. And the Cancerian person is like the person that is usually available for that. But then if they don't like stop and detach and create a boundary, they can, their like physical and emotional self can start being reflective of like what other people's energies are. <clears throat> so like if I was somebody who had a lot of cancer energy, we should have done this the opposite because Sarah does um, have cancer leaning <laughs> energies. Yeah. This lunar cycle, it's a Sagittarius lunar cycle with a cancer full moon and I'm cancer rising and I got five planets sitting in Sagittarius. This is my jam. This is my energy for better or for worse. <laughs> wasn't your energy previously. <laughs> we were in like the deep throes of Scorpio. We were in my energy and now we're going to switch out and Sarah's going to be like, Wah. Um, but, but like, so typically like it, so Sarah, well, we can switch it back to Sarah. So it could be because Sarah has cancer and qualities. And if I'm like, like right now, like I'm sick from a cold and then getting better. But if I'm like Sarah, I'm so sick. And Sarah's like, oh no, I have to hold space for Anna being sick because Anna's sick and I have to listen to her being sick. But then her husband's like, my hands are tired because I've worked so hard. Like Sarah actually, if she doesn't take care of herself, she might like start feeling like run down like me having my cold or physically like somebody else because she's not taking care of herself because cancer energy is so absorbing of other people's things 
that they can start to like feel not well mentally and physically because they've kind of like taken on the energy of other people. And that's why, especially during cancer or cancer full moon or cancer moon times, it is really important to be aware because the moon actually really likes being in the sign of cancer. Their cancer is you know, astrologically associated with the moon. So it's kind of a cozy placement, but the moon is all about our emotion and our emotional reactions. And it's when a cancer is at its best that that that's when they get along the best. So you, when you are leaning into emotions like the moon in our cancer, you can't lead with all strong emotions all the time. You have to put on like your rational hat and be like, wow, I held so much space for all these emotions and I supported all of these people, but now I need to like detox from that emotional state, reground myself so I can be in touch with my personal emotional state and not other people's. Because, you know, when you take on everybody else's, you become like, "Ah, I know I do. I'm like, I start to like act reactively, which is a moon thing. If you don't take time to like detox and come back. So when it's a full moon time, especially with the sign of cancer, especially if you're predisposed to cancer energy, you want to just take a minute and make sure that like you aren't behaving in a way because everybody else's emotions are stuck to you. Like you have to be able to differentiate yours from somebody else's. Mm. Leave yeah. the shell of everybody else's emotions that you've nurtured and go into a new shell that's clear of all of that energy. Like you just yeah. said, with like clearing space and making sure that like you're making space for your emotional needs first and foremost and having those good boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, during, you know, you mentioned, cause in the Zodiac, we have Scorpio season, which is all about transformation and death and rebirth. And then we have Sagittarius, which I always kind of look at like, okay, now we've done the death and rebirth with Scorpio. Now we're like gung ho for the Sagittarius. Let's learn this, this new thing that we've birthed. We're, we're all in on it. Um, and this is where we, and then we move into Capricorn and it's like, okay, now we're going to like take steady action. We have our new year's resolutions, Yule, all those things. Um, so I think with this full moon in particular, I think it could be a great time or pertinent time to really detach from everybody around you. Because if everyone's feeling that energy, suddenly everybody's got in mind what they want to do for this time. It's like, uh, you know, this person in the house or your family or at work wants to achieve these goals. And this person wants to do these these things. And this person wants to do these things. And suddenly no one's doing anything and you're running circles around each other and you can't come to agreements or you're like, oh, well, I'm so busy helping you. I'm not helping myself. So those cancer, ba- like putting boundaries around that um, emotional connection with this full moon to honor your own self, take care of yourself and your needs and nurture all of that, uh, all that big energy, that big like desire to take action energy to carve out the space for yourself with this full moon, I think is that all lines up. And like you were saying, it's probably, yeah, it's especially important because you were saying like that Scorpio energy is like that rebirth time switching to Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. And I love that because like you have that evolution of like the Scorpio evolution, you know, into being the Phoenix where it like burns off and starts something new. And I think Mm -hmm. of sometimes Sagittarius very Phoenix-esque like as well, even though it's doesn't, so, so Scorpio has the alignment of Phoenix energy with that astrological sign yeah Sagittarius has you know the symbolism of the centaur with the 
with the arrow, but it's almost like Scorpio, like rebirthing into that Sagittarius energy and shooting into the wind, into the sky, Phoenix mm. like an arrow. And like, you can't, you can't like, especially like this time with the cancer moon, you can't soar from all the lessons that you learned during Scorpio season and soar into the ethers free, like the Phoenix bird with all the lessons you've learned so that you can start doing the hard work. If you're burdened by everybody else's yeah. stuff. And there's a difference between being emotionally available to people that are important to you and holding space for people and being consumed by those things. So mm -hmm. that that's the thing. That's the great balance with cancer. Like how do I continue to care for myself and other people, but not let other people consume me? And then my, my emotions consume me also. So mm -hmm. having those times where like you take a deep breath and try to disconnect yourself because cancers will never fully disconnect, but they have to have that healthy medium of like, now it's me time, it was you time, and now it's me time. And yeah. knowing how to hold space, not just for others, but for themselves. So with the moon in cancer, no matter where cancer is for you in your birth chart, whether it feels really relevant or not, it is a great time to do that shadow work, which is also what we do at the full moon. We do shadow work um, so we can see what we need to release to create space for what we've not been creating space for. And really just considering that kind of emotional stretching in your life. Like where are you being emotionally stretched and you got to put a container on it and come back in and nurture yourself as we round out the year. <sighs> mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Anna, for sharing your wisdom with us today. You're welcome. As I pull out my, my folder of astrological. <laughs> I <laughs> I was just thinking I was going to get my birth chart up for you to take a peek sees at, even though you already know it, but like just for fun right now, as soon as we end, it's the bonus of having your team astrologer <laughs> as your sister <laughs> and on a video chat at the same time. <laughs> I take advantage of the situation. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if you are a person who wants some more astrology goodness in your life, I encourage you to check out our programming. We teach astrology in our holistic witchery program. You'll learn all the astrology fundamentals enough to be dangerous with a birth chart. And in our Enchanted Journey membership program as well, we Anna talks about the new moon energy and the energies for that lunar cycle um, in alignment with the lunar planner that we have too, as part of that program. So check out our different offerings and see if maybe our communities and programs are right for you in 2024 to step into alignment with yourself and bring sacred practice and community into your life and do tons of shadow work to help you expand into the next version of you and write that next chapter of your life with conscious creation in mind, because that is what we are here for. Uh, and astrology really helps with that. All right, then. Until next time, we hope that you have an enchanted rest, rest of your day. Rest of your day ahead. ahead. <laughs> Bye. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, 
It will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platforms. You never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the Sisters Enchanted. And we'll see you in the next episode. 